0: I am Scott Alan Perry, not Doug
1: Jones. Old nope. superhero. <laughs> and on the side <laughs>
0: by Saturday night.
1: Side by Saturday night. Saturday night. We will
0: begin a massive
1: invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule.
0: It's your maker's duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give me witchcraft.
1: You think me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message bring your all people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up.
0: Bye-bye Saturday night.
1: Good evening, everybody. It's TalkCast206. That's right, we've done 205 of these puppies, and they still haven't found a way to shut us off. Tonight, we're in Boston Metal, deep in Area 51 on the sublevel 21 promenade. Adjacent to the Buffy Summer slip and slide, I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are some of the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex, our violent soundport vixen, president of technicalness, sometimes level-headed, oftentimes outspoken, occasionally awesome, potentially acerbic, and wow, is she in the mood tonight. It's Kriana.
2: I would totally slip on Buffy Summer's slide.
1: Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> From the stacks of a... Her- Personal silence zone in the Dank dungeon reading room. Staff writer for Robot Weekly e She's got books and cats who may or may not be mechanical. And the cats have left the room because there's no mechanical purr tonight. It's the Zombrarian.
2: So I was thinking.
1: Okay.
2: And I was Did it thinking, hurt?
1: See, Kriana is in a big mood. This is what I said right from the beginning. We're so fucked because of this mood. Go on. Yeah, mm. no, uh,
2: now I'm not going to say it. Never no, mind. No, please, say. You were thinking, and? I was thinking about how sometimes our intro music scares me, and I think there's something wrong, because the very beginning of it is a kind of terrifying noise,
1: yeah, and I was kind of thinking maybe you think. should
2: start warning guests about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I take that back. Stop thinking.
1: Okay, our guest, thank you, Kriana, mm-hmm. so much. Our guest tonight uh, is a, an artist and gentleman that we met and saw for the first time at Rhode Island Comic-Con. Uh, we'll be talking about the art of Rob Taylor. Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here, and, and you know, um, one of the first interesting things I want to talk about uh, this week is uh, the weekend at Rhode Island Comic-Con, which was maybe the most exhausting Con for some reason, and I'm not sure why that we've done in a long time.
2: I can tell you exactly yeah, why. I can tell you why. Why? Because early bird admission started at 9 a.m. and then the con was not over till 7. Yeah. And for those of you counting, that is an 11 hour day because you need to get there at least an hour early to set up your booth. Unless you're dumb. That's Unless right. you're dumb.
1: But some of us <laughs>
2: actually did drive for two hours pre the 9 a.m. opening.
1: And some least. of us drove for three hours.
2: You did not drive for three hours.
1: Well, actually, it was damn close to it because of all the lovely uh, construction as well as people heading into Boston. Yeah, thank you, Red Sox. <laughs> yes, thank you, Red Sox. And oh, Damn by the way, World Series winners. Well, on the drive home, thank you, Patriots, which made it no better for us. How dare the Red Sox
2: be good at their jobs? I know. Of hitting balls with sticks. (laughs) You know, I tried that once and I just got charged with (laughs) assault. Well, obviously, you're not as good at it as the Red Sox. Clearly, I'm not. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) Hi, Dome.
1: Yeah, this 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 is so much fun. Hi, Rob. Are you doing okay? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, you guys are great. Can I just say a couple of words here? No, Mm -hmm. Julie Newmar. Oh, Jesus Christ! Here we go. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. We met some of the nicest people ever.
2: I met most of them because you guys kept leaving the table, and then celebrities (laughs) would show up. That's true, actually. You tell your Julie Newmar story, and then I'm going to tell my plethora of stories. Okay.
0: (laughs) I have a couple as well, so... Oh,
1: cool. Julie Newmar uh, was uh, Catwoman, for those of you who don't know in the original Batman series. For
2: those of you who are culturally dead inside. (laughs) You said I'm in a mood tonight. Jeez.
1: And... There had been rumors running through the con all weekend about Burt Ward and Adam West just going at each other rather unmercifully to the detriment of the people who actually wanted to see them. Uh, so we decided, we, we, we made a decision that we weren't even going to try and, and get, a, uh, get an interview with either of them because, frankly, it wasn't worth the pain. So on Sunday, we spoke to one of the uh, wranglers, because every one of the uh, invited guests had a, a a seat warmer, and said, "What's what's it going to take? When can we get to see Julie? Is it going to is it going to work?" And at around two thirty Sunday afternoon, which was our kind of prearranged time, we showed up, and there was a guy with a camera there already, and I'm not sure who he was from or where he was from or whatever. Uh, all I know is she was not pleased with him because he was shooting her from the wrong side and she had specifically said, no, I want to be shot this way, da-da-da-da-da. And I leaned over to our camera person who was Drew and I said, please pay attention to what she wants. Let's not fall into this same pit. And we had the most wonderful 10-minute talk with her She was she was sweet. She was gracious. uh, She was quite frankly charming, and she liked my mustache, which I thought was kind of cool. And anyhow, I just wanted to publicly thank her and let her know uh, the the interview will be up shortly. No, no, no no, no, no. you
2: you left out the good parts of that story.
0: Oh lord!
2: The one where she twirled your mustache in a suggestive manner and then made out with you.
0: Wow, I'm impressed. Yes, she did. I was
2: impressed, too. That lady looks damn good for 70-something. Almost 80. She is.
1: She was absolutely sweet and adorable, too. She absolutely was. And, uh, you know, aside from that, uh, Sam Jones, our Flash Gordon, uh, he was fun <laughs>
0: in his own way. Sam uh, Jones came by uh, my booth as well. It was really cool. It came by and I really liked the stuff. Cool. Yeah, did, is that you. what
2: inspired you to start a, a Flash piece?
0: That could have been the catalyst for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be spending it, the next month uh, doing a series just based on that.
1: Oh, very cool. Well, you know, this, this is one of the few cons. I, where I, don't, I don't think he was serious, <laughs> though. Oh, no, 100%. but uh no,
0: I I am a big fan of the, I'm a big fan of the movie for sure and uh yeah maybe look for that in the future. Who knows? He was a definitely a really nice guy. I want
2: sure. I want the one of him riding a unicorn with flames coming out of its mouth.
0: Ooh <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's visual. I like that. And,
2: it... <laughs> I and mean, then this... after you get that Kriana, we can enlarge it and have it put on the side of our van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're thinking about supernatural, and I love that about you. Actually, uh, I'm thinking about Buffy, where they've got the tricked-out van with the Death Star and the horn. Oh no, yeah, it. yeah. I would put that on the side of a van. It would be awesome. So, speaking of Buffy, you know who I met?
1: And didn't I, recognize it. Right. Are you going
2: to tell us? I it's am not,
1: Nicholas Brendon. Big story, isn't it?
2: It's a great story, because it's it's another one of my robot moments. (laughs) (laughs) There was Nick Brendan. There was Nick Brendan. That was the story. Um, That's the whole story. We were sitting in front of the back doors uh, to the convention hall. Which, for the record, were locked, and you couldn't get through them. For anyone who is still ambiguous about that. Um. They really were locked, and... um, They were also labeled C and D because they were doors C and D, but there was also a hall C and D somewhere. So people have been coming up to me all day and saying, can I get into the costume contest through there? And I kept saying no. And so when this guy in a hat and sunglasses came up and was like, can I get in through here? I was like, no, you have to go down the other end. And then he was like, well, I'm an actor now. Can I get in through there? And I almost said no again. And then I looked up and there was a jawline. And then I didn't talk again. And luckily, Dome was there. (laughs) I did better when Danny Glover came up because I thought that he was someone who I had met at a con before and wasn't fully recognizing out of context. Until someone else walked up to him and said, Mr. Glover, it's so nice to meet you. I'm a huge fan of your work. And then it was too late, and I felt really kind of awkward being like, oh, yeah, me too. And so I just pretended I still didn't know. You know what? He thought you were cooler than that other person because you were playing it cool. Probably. Also, I offered him water. Oh, that was nice of you. That was nice. He turned it down, which was lucky for Dome, because it was actually Dome's water. But <laughs> uh, You know, I, I'm not sure Dome would have minded. I think oh, I'm sure been. not.
1: Uh, so, Sunday, we, we, uh, we helped Nick get in, anyway. And I said, look, we'll help you get in, but I'd like an interview with you. And he went, yeah, sure, which is kind of like blow-off. <laughs> yeah, sure, blow-off deal. But Sunday, we actually went over to his booth, and uh, he wasn't there. And his seat chair warmer was there, and he said, no, nah, he'll be right back. So we waited about five, ten minutes. He wasn't back. So we interviewed the chair warmer.
0: Yeah, we interviewed
2: Not Nicholas Brendan. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And we got a great interview from Not Nick. and we About, to about
2: the eight seasons of Buffy he wasn't on, and he the, the writing that. and producing that he's not doing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was terrific. It was very nice. It was, it was nice riveting. And and
2: there was no making out, though.
1: No. And then Nick came back.
2: And then we actually yeah. interviewed him. Yeah. Yeah. There was making out in that one, though, right?
1: No. no. Dome, I mean, no, Dome no. did not
2: make out with Nick Brendan.
1: And
2: our Don't buddy Gary Dome? Summers
1: from Antique Roadshow was there with his Sinomatic uh, thing. I forget what that's called. What is that thing I think
2: called? I think you should um, get him to Call. rebrand it the Cynomatic. <laughs> Cynomatic. <I'm> like, <laughs>
1: Um It's 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 this wonderful little machine where if you got an autograph from somebody, you couldn't actually prove that it was for real. So Gary has invented uh, this Cinematic thing uh, that videotapes you from above and the front as you're standing next to the celebrity who is signing whatever it is you want signed, so that you not only have a picture of it being signed, you also have a video of it being signed. An actual video proof that it's actually him who's actually signing it, which was kind of cool. And who did he have signing stuff this time? And Last last time it was Billy West, and this time it was Marky Ramone. So... We spent a couple of minutes with, uh, Marky Ramon as well, <laughs> which was kind of interesting. That's cool.
2: I'm, like, trying to figure out what this thing is called, and I'm just completely failing. It's called Image. Like, it's called Image. The technology is called Image, but Image Meet-and-Greet Personalized Autograph Experience.
1: Otherwise known as the Sign-O-Matic. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we're going to see him with Billy West at, at MegaFest in Birmingham in a couple of weeks. So I'll, I will actually ask him at that point to change the name of it. I think we should do that.
2: Yeah. Okay. So it's called Image because that stands for Interactive Meet and Greet Entertainment. Excellent acronym naming.
1: But not as cool as the Cinematic. <laughs> well, it
2: should be the Image Cinematic.
1: Cinematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's a very personal experience. You can get really God. up there. You can you can smell your favorite celebrity's breath.
1: <laughs> or or actually, people Billy West's neck.
2: It doesn't. I did bite Billy West's neck. It <laughs> it, it, it actually records in smell-o-vision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gary, I love you. We we absolutely do. It's one of the. Uh, Oddly cool you thing. You know what? With- I
2: bet if it could record in smell a vision, he'd he'd already do that.
1: He'd do it. Yeah, he wouldn't would know how to do it.
2: He would. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past him. He's he's wily, like a fox.
1: Gary the Fox Summers. I like that.
2: Now I'm thinking so- about that Swedish video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Damn it!
1: <sighs> I swear I do not want to hear that song ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and if you caught Saturday Night Live, they did a great uh, uh, goof on it. What does my girlfriend say? And it was just dumb. But that's okay because that's what Saturday Night is these days.
2: Yeah, what's up with that? They just no, kind was...
1: of suck. Eh. In any case, uh, what else happened at, at Rhode Island that was. Some, some terrific cosplayers, no, yes?
2: Yeah, they were all right.
1: You missed, uh, on Sunday, there was a whole cadre of walking dead, a kind of flock of walking dead that was going all over the place, kind of like a, a gaggle of uh, zombie geese. Can geese. I yes, say... Yes, our table
0: got hit by one of those.
1: <laughs> a geese, Did you get hit by the... Uh, the a gosling?
2: That... Was it juggled?
1: No, no, no. Uh, the, the girl in the uh, wedding dress.
0: Yes, the girl. She came and bumped over my uh, my booth. A whole bunch of stuff fell over. <laughs> oh, no!
2: That was mean.
0: Yeah, well, she's dead, so I let it go. You
2: know, okay, nothing to do with the cosplayers here, but I'm kind of over The Walking Dead. You shut your mouth, sir. I'm just like, <laughs> Rick is still an idiot. Walkers still happen. I, I don't know what they're going to do to make it interesting. Michonne gets more interesting every episode. Yeah. Now, granted, I'm behind an episode, so the last one I saw was the one where, like, they basically, like, pretty much literally dumped the baby on her, and then she started sobbing. And I was like, "Oh, Emotion! Everything! Amazing! You had all the feels? I had
1: feels. Yikes. I, I actually watched episode one of this season... And I just have not been able to bring myself to get beyond it. It's just not compelling.
2: Yeah. See, I disagree. It's so much... I like it this season. I'm just I find this season more interesting than last season.
1: Because... Well anything's more interesting than half half a week uh half a year at the farm for Okay, that's two. not
2: last season though. Yeah, I know. but you know,
1: last three quarters season. of a year
2: in the prison where nothing happens was just as boring. You know, you know what it was for me? And people are saying, Oh, but that's what makes the show compelling and I disagree with them, and what that is <laughs> speaking backwards is a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a robot. They were like, oh, it's so much more compelling because the bad guy isn't the zombies. The bad guy is totally the governor, and it's like a person, and that makes it so much more Oh my god, are you seven years old and just realizing this? And and I'm like, no, that's boring. Give me zombies, and you know what this season has given me? Zombies. Zombies. Knocking down fences you know, wandering through showers, barfing blood, like, it's been awesome. You know who actually did interesting zombies? American frickin' horror story.
1: You know what, okay, there's my next issue.
2: I have a continuity issue with that episode that we just watched. Yes, 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 nobody cares. Well, no, so one I, I had care. dust And then the other ones were bleeding blood, and do they bleed dust, or do they bleed blood? Make a decision, It doesn't Ryan. matter, because both effects looked really cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, also, Zoe once, is once again, boring. I got to episode two, and I just went, we're not doing anything. You're a
2: dumbass if you think American Horror Story is not doing anything. I'm sorry. Not doing anything. It's totally doing <laughs> awesome. Jessica Lang is my goddess, and... Oh. Holy Look, shit.
1: I get that. No, no, now.
2: no, beyond that, beyond that, they just burned someone to death. So, bullshit, well, they're not doing anything.
1: They're not doing anything. They
2: are doing things, they're and they're actually shit. moving fairly yeah. quick. So, um, I'm going to say that I can see where you're coming from with Walking Dead, but you did not give American Horror Story enough
1: credit. Maybe, maybe, and maybe I'm gonna give, you know, both of them another episode or two. But right now, uh, there's just too many other cool things going on. And but if, if you it
2: stopped watching after episode two, you can't say that they're not doing anything because they have stepped it up.
1: <laughs> maybe, and we'll have to see. I have right a now. I
2: have a theory.
1: Okay. And it's
2: probably not true, but I want it to be true. You know who I want to be the next Supreme? Nan. Yeah, it's not true. Yeah, I know, because she's the clairvoyant one. Right. Uh, but I really want her to be the next Supreme, because she is
1: cold.
2: <laughs> she's like, oh, by the way, I called the council on you. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, surprise.
2: Oh, by the way, I stole the boy like out from under your pretty blonde, perfect bodied nose. Uh-huh. She is so badass. I, yeah, Sorry. I got okay. excited about
1: that. You're entitled. So is there anything else we want to talk about about Boston Comic Con, aside from the fact you that mean Rhode, the
2: Island, Rhode Island Comic Con? Wow.
1: Aside from the fact that we'll be posting video uh, interviews over the next couple of weeks? I'll take that as a no.
2: My life was too surreal. After like after Danny Glover and Nicholas Brendan both showed up and were like, Hey, how, what's up? I'm just gonna hang out here while someone comes around to open the locked door for me
1: It was really funny watching Nick hiding behind that big uh, that big post there for oh, like the poor
2: guy. <laughs> I think alone. it was Leave Nick alone. I think it was probably funnier watching me try to pretend I didn't know who they were.
1: In any case, a good time was had by many.
2: Okay, can I I would like to clear something up before we move on. I need to clear the air about something. Despite what you may find on a certain individual's Facebook page, I need to set the record straight here. I have never and will never recommend American Gods to anyone for any reason. (laughs) We know that's boring. Okay, I just need to set the record straight. I've, I've been, it. I've been slandered. None of our fans read my aunt's Facebook page. Well, what if they saw it and went, what, "What's going on?" I just want to set the record straight. That's libel. What she wrote there.
1: <laughs> That's great. Oh, good lord! I think we broke down. <laughs>
2: Oh Have, Have you... never Will Would... Never Just You know what you do recommend, Kriana? And I know you recommend this. Go on. You recommend Thor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ripley Muscles. <laughs> and so we're recording we're recording live on Thursday, but if you're listening to this on Saturday, Last seen. night, which is tomorrow <laughs> night our time, it's like time travel here on the podcast. It basically Friday is. is Friday, November what eighth? Eighth. Mm-hmm. Thor. Thor Two and comes I out. Went to see Thor Two at the movie theater, and it was awesome. Lots of ripply sure muscles. <laughs> I no, no, t- look, look, look! I don't go for ripply muscles very often. It is not my type, obviously.
1: Yeah, good call on that.
2: Obviously, but the long hair makes it a little confusing. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm excited because there's going to be more Loki, which means more witty one liners. And there's going to be more Heimdall, which means more gold contacts. And that can't be bad. No, Heimdall. Wait. He's so awesome! With his shiny sparkly armor and his gold contacts and his rainbow bridge. Which is totally not gay, you guys.
0: <laughs> not at all.
2: This is it- going to be my new fan art obsession. Besides knitting doozers, I'm, I want Heimdall and rainbows. Okay, everywhere. okay. so every time I, I hear of a Norse god now, I have to think about who that was on the Almighty Johnsons. And this one was the was the crazy brother, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense.
1: Hey, I just thought of a whole new set of Thor little figures. All the Norse
2: mythologies.
1: Well, either that or the characters from Thor for uh, for our friend to do.
2: Oh yes, we did pick up the boys. <laughs>
1: It sounds of like we picked up with... male prostitutes.
2: <laughs> well, they could be. But yes, probably uh,
1: not. We, we have someone amongst our family who refers to the two main characters of Supernatural as the boys. I think it's
2: three. You I... know,
1: she refers to those two as the boys.
2: Kaz isn't included in the boys? Kaz
1: is not included in the
2: oh, boys. Oh, poor Kaz.
1: It's just uh, Dean and and Sam. Hey, ass butt. <laughs> For those
2: of you who are wondering why we feel that Supernatural is imminent to talk about, I just started watching. It. Well, and also, <laughs> also, it's still on, and I'm not talking about the current episodes because you're you haven't gotten there yet. But they've <laughs> been really four. awesome. Uh, I yeah. really like them.
1: It's, it's an interesting show. It's not something I've ever actually gotten into, but I get that everybody else is into it and that it has its moments.
2: I told someone today that I'm really enjoying watching it this far behind because I'm in season four and I know for a fact that nothing really horrible can happen. <laughs> because there are five more seasons that's true that's true they do in fact avert the apocalypse it's a oh, really low stress watching experience when you know that nothing horrible can happen i don't know horrible, five... horrible things still happen they just... i know sh- i'm ignoring that and pretending that it doesn't happen and i wish you had never told me you love sammy don't you no i love bobby I love Bobby too. Everyone loves Bobby. I forget Sam. I hate Sam. Poor Sam. Sam is boring.
1: So, Marvel and Netflix are now working together. Are they on what? Interesting. They're they're <laughs> going to create four series, uh, that are going to uh, debut in twenty fifteen. Among them is going to be uh, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones.
2: Okay, I don't know who any of those people are. Except Daredevil, and I just remember how much that sucked. Yeah, Is it going to star Ben Affleck?
1: It is not going to star Ben Affleck. Affleck.
2: He's our homeboy. We we kind of are obligated to like
1: him, I think. But Marvel actually has gotten back control of the Daredevil character, which they gave to Fox, where they sold Fox, and Fox never made a second Daredevil movie. Thank Thank you, you. God.
2: Um, (laughs) Fox has done something smart, you guys. Yeah, that's one in a row. Yep, there's one thing.
1: Okay. Well. Oh, before we before we uh, uh, leave the Thor Thoro verse, uh, I did want to mention one thing, and that that's our video link of the week. Uh, there is a commercial for Thor running right now, which is a takeoff on the AT and T commercials with the deadpan guy and the four kids talking about. Uh, Is it better to be fast or slow? Except it's Loki and the four kids. (laughs) And this is perhaps (laughs) one of the funniest commercials that they they have ever done. I still haven't
2: seen it. I I need to follow this link Uh, and watch it.
1: Yeah, you really should, because it's incredibly, incredibly funny. And uh, it's just one of those things where they, they took the premise, they... Did their spin on it, and you just kind of sit there and you go, "Nice, really, really." Well, nice. I have
2: one more Marvel thing actually. This, oh, okay. is this, this is a uh, curveball because uh, it's not in the document. Sorry. Um, oh. They just came out with a new Ms. Marvel today, or not today? This week, sometime this yeah, week. Yeah, they did. actually. You're and right. she is a Muslim American. Yes, yeah, she is. From pa- she is yeah, so
1: from New Jersey, I believe.
2: Yes. I I think the New Jersey was taking it a step too far, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, the poor girl. <laughs> she didn't have enough things that people were going to judge her for. I know. The New Jersey is just the straw that broke the camel's back for <laughs> me. Well, I mean, the New Jersey is the one that's valid. Yeah.
1: So I mean, you know, once again, we're taking risks, and I think it's always a good thing to take risks. Are we taking risks? Uh, Aren't we?
2: I'm not sure we are.
1: Okay, so then why are you bringing it up? I
2: don't know. I just (laughs) wanted to hear what everyone else thought about it. I think that's cool. They're they're trying to be diverse, but are they forcing it? Does it work? I don't know. You tell me. Well.
0: We'd well, if she's Muslim American. She
2: has to be from somewhere in America, so they might as well have chosen New Jersey. I'm just saying.
1: Which brings us to <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing as we've got absolutely nothing to say about that,
2: well, I just thought I'd mention it. It was important. We could so have had a strong discussion poll about was that. this all
1: about what would a science fiction Thanksgiving look like? We had a what? poll. We did. Huh. What, what would you serve at a Thanksgiving, science fiction Thanksgiving?
2: I would not.
1: So, based on the responses that we got, the menu would be Chilled Monkey Brains, Space Balls in ranberries, Cranberry Sauce, uh, Space Meatballs, Sirens of Titan Turkey Cutlets, silent Green Stuffing, Chest Burster burster Surprise, thank you so much, uh, Cam, for Chest Burster Surprise. Cam! (laughs) Stew and Romulan Ale. And that, ladies and gentlemen, would be an incredibly disgusting science fiction Thanksgiving meal. I'm not sure why we did that.
2: I'm not sure either. So that brings (laughs) us to our guest tonight, who is still here, maybe?
0: Absolutely, I'm still here. That was um, really appetizing, though. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to hold it down to be able to talk to you guys. <laughs> to oh, that cool. Description.
2: <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Cam. I blame you.
1: Yeah, we're going to blame Cam for this one. Uh, so one of the things at Rhode Island Comic Con that we do uh, is we kind of do the the rambling walkthrough at early, early on. Uh, just to see who's there that we know and say hi to our friends and who's there that we haven't seen or who's there with something incredibly different. Oh, one last thing. Bob Almond, please get well. Oh, yeah,
2: poor Bob.
1: Uh, Bob had an attack of something. I believe it was diverticulitis. No, actually, we don't
2: need to broadcast his and, medical information on the...
1: And, uh, No, the Facebook wasn't enough. <laughs> and... Went directly from the show to the hospital, and Bob, please get well soon. Yes. So anyhow, as as we were wandering through, uh, saying hi to people that we knew and, and looking at All stuff. All of a sudden,
2: we, I stopped and said, "Who, shiny?"
1: Yeah, we absolutely did, <laughs> and we came we came across uh, the art of Rob Taylor, uh, which
2: please tell me that's frankly, really your
0: name. That is
2: okay. Absolutely. Good. I was like. <laughs> Is that the correct last name? Oh, good.
0: Yeah, you guys are on it.
2: Uh,
1: Today. (laughs) Yeah, that's like one in a row for me. Nice job, Dome. I got her name right, man. You know how difficult that is for somebody like me?
2: Yeah, I do.
1: So we sat there and we just kind of looked at it and we went, this is incredibly different. And it's, you know, sometimes different is not good. And you just kind of sit there, Ugh. but in this case, different was we all just kind of went, "Wow!" And then we sat down with Rob, and I think that was your wife there, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, she works the booth with me when she can. And she
2: was very charming.
1: She and I, you know how do we do this? How, how does he do this? And she started telling me how it works. And then he went, "Oh, by the way, that's the artist that pointed at you." <laughs> and we we got to talking. For those of you who don't weren't at rhode island uh rob describe what's different about what you brought to the rhode island comic-con the show
0: yeah absolutely well you know i do my art based on my favorite things um and this is just my first year doing this uh i've only been doing this for about a year and three months so the things i wrote out first are my star wars stuff of course that's my first love and then I did some superheroes and also some, um, some Back to the Future work. And um, the thing that makes it different is I actually use a lot of, I'm a professional photographer by trade. So I use a lot of my textures that I photograph on location all around the country and sometimes around the world. And I take these images... And I fill up my illustrations with them, so and then I print them on metal, and they become all colorful and shiny. And it's uh, definitely a different uh, approach to, th- to things. I haven't seen too many people doing that so far. So it's, um, it's I haven't really seen cool doing that. I've really
1: not seen at, at, at a convention the artwork just pop the way yours does because of the the whole metal process. Explain how that works.
0: Oh, cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I can't take too much credit for actually doing the process myself, but uh, my lab does offer it, and they are phenomenal at what they do. They take it's a uh, the heat press process where they bake the image into the metal, and then they uh, this, they spray it. They seal it in with a UV coating. So um, it's not a laminate. You know, it's not a sticker. It's actually fused into the metal. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's. Beyond me, but it uh, sure comes out great. It's like Christmas morning every time I get a medal in the mail. I'm like, oh, this is so cool.
1: So let me ask you a question in that when it, it's actually a metal heat printing
0: process. Yes. Does each one come out the same? Yes, yeah, I mean, they're very, very consistent at what they do, and um uh, I haven't had any inconsistencies yet with the uh, with the prints, and they just um they look really consistent every time and really vibrant. I mean the saturation that I get from the colors and the way that the black gets really deep and you know it's it's nothing that you can reproduce on paper that's for sure it's definitely its own medium
1: it's uh like I said, I've never seen anything like it before do you do you also Take the prints and do them
0: on, on paper as well? Yeah, just... yeah. Um, it's uh, a little bit different process. I have a, a cardstock. It's a heavy, um, dense cardstock that I use, and it also has the UV coating on it, too, so those are the prints that I sell at the show, and it's the closest thing that I have found in affordable prints that can come close to the sheen and the, um, the vibrancy of the metal. What kind
1: of where will that metal print? Take. I mean, is it is it a protected coating over the
0: front of it as well? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like a street sign. Wow. Uh, In the sense that I mean, it's not like it's not totally aluminum. You know, it's it's aluminum. It's a high gauge aluminum, so it's very durable, and um, it's it's not going to scratch off. I mean, if you were to take a knife and scratch it, it would scratch through the image, and you wouldn't. You know, it would scratch. But it wouldn't scratch to metal, is what I'm saying, because the image is baked so so deep down there. It's pretty interesting.
1: It's it's not only really an interesting process visually; it's just really stunning. I, just I mean, love it. It, it. I was watching people just walking down the aisle, and they hit your booth, and
0: they would just kind of like stop and stare. That was my favorite part of the whole weekend. <laughs> I mean it was just so awesome because i haven 't done too many of these shows, and just i 'm so grateful and thankful for the reaction that I got from the people. It just made me really me um, really feel great about what i 've been doing you know this this year and um, kind of like a validation almost of people just walking by and giving me feedback and it 's just the whole thing was really positive it was awesome it's a great show for me so my question
1: is you have Like, say that Wonder Woman print of yours, which is, uh, quite frankly, really, really cool. You've got it listed as the Amazon Princess. uh, Yes. And it's uh, 11 by 17. Uh, Mm -hmm. On paper, a print of it Mm -hmm. is $15, I think. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Uh,
0: If you wanted the metal print of it, how much would that run? Okay, well, the metal print is a bigger one, and uh, that's the one that we had on display at the show. And right. the big ones are 20 by 30, and those ones are $200. But also keep in mind that you don't have to frame it either. You don't have to frame it and mat it and all that stuff. It's a process where you can just uh, float it from a, from a wall, and it looks stunning just as is. So it You don't really have the expense of the framing and all that, too. So I think that uh, $200 is a is a great price for that and it's definitely a conversation piece and then it's not going to go away it's metal it's an heirloom
2: I almost feel like framing it would take away something a little bit
0: it would because um you know you wouldn't need to really do that it's just it is what it is and um you know it looks great just uh just floating from the wall so
1: how were and and you cannot answer this if you want to, if you don't want to. But how were your sales? Did it work? How did that go for you?
0: Oh, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was just like nonstop all day at the booth, so I have no complaints at all. It was one of those things where I'm glad that I brought uh, definitely some help because there were um, plenty of people that were very interested. And, um, and just after the show, I've been getting an awesome response online as well, and people have been uh, contacting me for... Know, different things that they want, and um, yeah, sales were fantastic. I I did New York as well, and um, you know I saw the same reaction there. So it's been pretty consistent across the board with the with the show so far. So people have been really kind.
1: That's Rob. That's that's terrific because you you're doing your own work. You're doing it your own way. Uh, the people who were walking down the aisles were definitely taken by it and i'm really really happy that you got the sales out of it to to justify you continuing on with this process and bringing out new stuff
2: well and Thank here you. here's the other thing it's not just the metal the process of printing that's that's stunning it's the actual it's artwork the stuff itself yeah and and the style of it and and something that you can't quite put your finger on but once we started talking to you rob you started to explain and all of a sudden i realized why it looks so cool.
0: Yeah, there's actually um, dozens of textures that I photograph in each one of the art prints. I mean, for example, I do a Boba Fett helmet. And in that helmet, there's so many textures, such as, I mean, the sarlacc, of course, has raw meat and uh, cantaloupe that I photographed, and I fuse it into <laughs> the art in a way that, uh, and I shade it into a way that looks like it was meant to be there. And, uh, you know, in the helmet, there's a, there's a cracked pond, there's a dirty window, there's um, you know, an old barn door, and it's just all these things that I put together, and really, you have to go onto the site and check it out if you haven't seen it, because uh, you probably don't understand what I'm talking about right now, and it might sound really weird to you, but once you see it, I hope it makes sense to you, because it kind of almost feels like it is meant to be there when you see the shot, and uh, you don't really know what all the textures are until I go and explain it to you, so.
2: Or unless you look really, really closely, and even then.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Even unless then, you know what to look it's
0: difficult for. Even then,
1: to see what it <laughs> is, but but you do notice that there's something inherently different within the texture and the stylization, and that you're you're very much drawn to it. I think.
0: Thank you. Yeah. You know, what was cool was I um, actually had Billy D. Williams sign my um, my Lando metal print that I had. Nice. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, and uh, he sent his um, his manager down at the end of the day. His manager shows up at the table and he says. I'd like to acquire all the art with Lando in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> So that was, like, one of the coolest parts of the weekend right there. I'm like, wow, Lando wants my artwork. This is so cool. <laughs> That's and, pretty uh, special,
2: actually. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it was
0: awesome. And then, um, actually, Paul Blake, who played Greedo uh, right. you know, in A New Hope, he actually came down to the booth seeking out my art specifically because a fan had come and had him sign the work the day before so he came to my table that morning and he said you know I'd like to um I'd like to trade you an autograph for this print I said oh are you kidding that's awesome so I had him sign my metal cantina print and uh, he took a uh, an 8x19 cantina print with him as well so he was a happy guy <laughs>
1: And, and you were rather happy about it as well.
0: <laughs> I was. I was, absolutely, yeah. And it was so cool that he just shows up. He's like, yeah, um, you know, I'm here to check out your... You know, he's got the accent. I'm like, oh, man, this is so oh, cool. Yeah, and he also, he got the coolest
1: accent. Seriously. Yeah, and,
0: uh, and Zuckus as well. Zuckus signed, signed my thing, and she was uh, very complimentary to it, too. Her name is, um, what, uh, Catherine Monroe. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's she played one of the bounty hunters there in Star Wars. So um, I actually had a show uh, exclusive of her as um, only numbered one through five, and um, she signed one of those. As well, so it was really cool, kind of touching base with all these people that uh, I grew up watching, and uh, now they uh, they have a piece of my art with them. So hey, there's Fun.
2: no bigger compliment than that. So cool, because <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah,
0: that is absolutely.
2: so cool. I actually can we go back? Um, I have a question about the textures you use. Yeah. Do you you choose them mostly based on what looks cool, or do you kind of choose things that have meaning for the characters?
0: Um, Sort of both. I mean, basically things that would match the aesthetic of the character, because you want it to look, you know, Semi-realistic, but that it sort of belongs there. That's what I'm going for. Um, But sometimes, definitely, there's kind of like some nods to the character as well. So, um...
2: Sorry, I'm just mesmerized here, like, (laughs) looking at your Etsy shop. Yeah,
0: I'm doing
1: the same damn thing, too.
2: I love your (laughs) Wonder Woman. She is striking.
1: Why are we both looking at exactly the same picture? Because, I don't know, there's
2: something about her more than... Maybe any of your other characters that looks very human Mm -hmm. and real. I think it's her eyes.
0: Oh, yeah. Those eyes took a while. I bet they did. (laughs) The eyes are the windows to the soul, so I always spend a lot of time on the eyes for my characters, but that's what really draws you in is the eyes and the intensity, the gaze, you know.
2: (laughs) I think so. I think so. I mean, there's just something about her face that says, click me. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it says if you if you click me I'll kill you. I don't I don't know. Maybe, oh, maybe. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> she could be dangerous.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where um, certain artists grab your attention because they're doing something Clean and different and clearly their own, and yet still inspired by the universe of, of comics. I mean, you, you're, you're definitely, between your Back to the Future stuff and your superhero stuff and your Star Wars stuff, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, uh, that's uh, just brilliant.
2: Well, well, let's put it this way, and all the cons that we go to, which is like at least three per year at this point, and all the years that we've gone to cons, by the time we walked into Rhode Island Comic Con, we knew 60-75% to of the artists there already.
1: Very true, yeah. You know, and
2: and 20% of the artists that we hadn't known, we didn't have much interest in, to put it kindly.
1: No, because it's... We see a lot of the same stuff over and over it's and over.
2: It's rare to have someone you haven't seen before grab you so hard and,
1: yeah. and be like, wow, I need that.
0: You guys are too kind to me. Thank you. you guys are no, awesome.
1: seriously. Uh, I mean, we're not saying anything to you now that we didn't say on the floor. This is when true. <laughs> I
2: mean, we meant every word of it.
1: Yeah.
0: I I'm mean, so like, don't take our
2: work for it. Lando freaking Calrissian wants your
1: art. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: So, so based on on the response you got this year, where, you, what do you envision happening for the next con season, which is uh, six months away at this point? Yeah, well,
0: um, don't forget about Super Mega Fest. I am going there.
2: We will actually also be there.
0: Yeah, we'll yeah. see you there. Awesome. Cool. You know what I just did was, um, based on New York and Rhode Island, uh, I was actually in touch with uh, the Super Mega Fest, and I uh, decided to go ahead and double my booth size. Yes. So, uh, they actually have me in another room now, um, and I get to split the room with uh, with someone. So, I'll, I'll be having a four-table set up at that show. So, look for me there. I'm going to be across from the main ballroom in the annex room. Nice. But, uh yeah, so I I feel like the, um, the display needs a little, a little breathing room there from, um, you know, a little bit of space to get everything displayed the proper way that I like. Uh, um, uh and, uh, then after that, you know, who knows, I'm just going to, I'm going to do the whole season. This will be, um, next year will be the first year where i pretty much trying to hit all the major cons, uh, on the East Coast and, uh, you know, maybe head in towards Chicago possibly and, uh. Who knows? Maybe hit a celebration or, um, uh, you know, the big dog in San Diego. Who knows? Uh, I'm not going to say no. I'm um, definitely keeping that as a option for right now, the way that things are going. So, well, will we it's going to be an exciting year. Will we see you
2: <laughs> at Boston next year?
0: There's no doubt. Awesome, I will be there. Awesome.
2: Awesome. Don't yes. forget your roots.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to lose you to San
2: Diego. No.
0: <laughs> Actually, um, I, I was inspired by the... Um, the Connecticut Comic Con um, that they have there, too, which is a great little show. And um, it's comic-based, and uh, I went there one time with my family. I brought my boys and my wife along, and uh, I saw the artist, Ali. and I said, you know, this is fantastic, these guys putting their stuff out there like this. And I said, you know, I could probably do this. And um, that was Ooh, August of...
2: And correct. then you did, and it was
0: awesome. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah, that was August of, um, of last year. So um, I, I kind of then... Not going to lie, pretty obsessed <laughs> with uh, with creating this art between now and then, and uh, I'm just happy that uh, that people are responding to it and that you guys are so nice to me about this and taking the time to to interview me.
1: Absolutely, a cool obsession and. Uh... Definitely look forward to staying in touch with you, seeing what you come up with new for next year, and finding a way to acquire a piece of this artwork. <laughs> I, I
0: think oh, which one do you have your eye on? I could uh, I could definitely hook you up, no problem.
2: <laughs> well, we'll see you at Super Mega Fest anyway.
1: We will talk then. How's that, Rob? Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Alrighty. The gentleman's name is Rob Taylor. Uh, check out his art. The links will be on the website. If you're going to be at Super Mega Fest. Check him out there. We'll let you know when he's going to be appearing locally again, because his art is definitely worth checking out, worth acquiring, uh, worth putting up in your your man cave or
0: your basement or your your, your man cave. Hell, yes. And well, if I could interject just, too, I, um, I go under the name Herofied as well. So that's uh, Herofied, H E R O F I E D. So my website is herofiedart.com. and, uh, oh, and we
2: we'll will have, have all- links um, and pictures. So i um, you're going to put Wonder Woman in the post, right?
1: Oh, yes, yeah, of course. Kriana. Geez, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to see the, the Iron Man trilogy. No. There, but. Okay. I, I think I've been outvoted. Yes. I have 18 <laughs> yeah, votes. You have 18? Yeah. Play the theme, Kriana.
2: It's already playing.
1: <laughs> I can't hear it.
2: Really? Sunbrain, can you hear it? No. Really?
1: There we go. Now I can hear it. So who's going to be on the show in the next couple of weeks, Kriana? Well, next
2: week we talk to legendary designer Tommy Zodos. On the 23rd, our good friend George O'Connor is coming to announce when 664, The Neighbor of the Beast, will be getting a third season with special guest Griffin S. On the 30th, we talk with J.S. Morin, who's going to be introducing the final chapter of the Twinborn Trilogy. On December 7th, author, composer, and all-around awesome guy, Rob Watts. On December 14th, we talk to Rob Smales about his new book, dead of winter on the 21st we're talking with rusty gillian and on february 22nd dave and steve of the boston area toy collectors club
1: by the way i met steve dave at uh at rhode island comic-con dave he gave us a great deal on on the uh batmobile oh dear (laughs) Continuing oh, on, my dear. Oh
2: dear. Um. Uh, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, and ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music is provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD Haldelfuck at RobWattsOnline.com. Dome.
1: I want to thank Rob Taylor and his amazing artwork for joining us tonight. I want to thank our cast for being here in Dead Redhead. We miss you. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and our grammar girl, Zombarian. Thank you so much, ladies.
2: Yeah, yeah, bite me. Good night, or something.
1: This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Night. I know